0: Hey, hey everyone. I'm Kayla Arnold and I'm an entrepreneurial blogger, leader in my network marketing company, certified Ayurvedic health educator, and mom of two. It is my goal to use my knowledge of Ayurveda to bridge the gap of modern networking methods, as well as share my tried and true simple steps for building the business of your dreams. Whether you're doing the dishes, walking, running, or driving, I'm honored to be on this journey with you. Let's get started, shall we? Because a girl's got dreams. Hey, hey, dreamers. Welcome back to another episode of Girls Got Dreams. Today, we're going to be talking about how to channel your inner pitta to get lit and crush your goals in 2021. Kafas, I'm looking at you. But you too, Vatas. I haven't forgot about you either. This is going to be really important for you as well. As we are in winter right now, and we'll be soon going into early spring, it's really the prime time for kaphas, which mean Any people of a kapha nature or a kapha imbalance are really going to be experiencing a lot of Cough related imbalances, such as coughs, sinus congestion, chest congestion, allergies, things like that. And we really want to counteract those because it's not just the physical things we need to protect ourselves against, but also the mental imbalances such as complacency, lethargy, loneliness, depression, none of these things are going to help you crush your goals in 2021. So let's really set ourselves up for success and get ahead of the game. The first tip I'm going to give you is yoga postures. Now I am a huge advocate of yoga. It was actually my gateway into Eastern medicine and Eastern healing. Oh gosh, over 12, 13 years ago. And it's It's been a key influence on healing my body, my mind, and my spirit. It is, I can't speak highly enough of yoga, and if you're not practicing yoga, I highly, highly suggest you start, even if it's just a couple postures a day. It's going to do amazing things for you, both your physical body and your mental clarity. That being said, some postures that are really going to help people of a kapha nature or imbalance are going to be sun salutation, fish pose, locust pose, boat pose, bow pose, lion pose, and camel pose. All of these poses are going to open the chest and lengthen the throat. This will encourage drainage of the sinuses and relieve chest congestion. I do want to make a quick note though about the safety of yoga postures, about practicing yoga. For beginners, there are certain poses I do not recommend starting with. And one of those, I did mention camel pose. It is a great pose, I love this pose. It is so refreshing and it's so freeing. Essentially what you're doing is you're sitting on your knees and you prop your hips up so you're sitting up on your knees and you reach back, you do kind of a slight back bend and you reach back to grab your ankles with your chest uplifted and your head leaned back exposing your throat. This is a great pose, but it's definitely not an introductory pose. You would want to start by some lighter, easier introductory backbends to build up the muscle strength in your lower back. If you were to start out with camel pose, you could really injure your lower back. So I'd recommend starting with something like sphinx pose or warrior one pose. Um, I will be making a blog post soon about about all these poses how to attempt them and what to start first to build yourself up to these poses and so keep an eye out for that I will be putting the link in the show tunes when that comes around for days when you really need an extra shove and really need to stoke that pit of fire to get going and motivate yourself I'd recommend practicing warrior one and warrior two pose And I do have some tips for really getting the most out of these poses. When you're practicing warrior one, when your feet are apart, you know, your forward foot is facing, your toes are pointing towards the wall in front of you, your back leg, your back foot, I should say, is at a slight angle. Your arms are uplifted over the head, stretched all the way to the top, hands clasped up over the head. Pull your shoulders back to your ears. This will really open up the chest, which is what you want. And then slightly uplift the eyes to the ceiling. This will cause your throat to open up and for you to expose the throat, lengthening that throat so that you can really get the benefits of of the pose. To really increase the, the pitta in this pose, I'd recommend Lifting up your toes while in this pose, wiggle them around and then bring them down slowly, starting from your pinky and going towards your big toe one at a time, if you can, and grip the mat with your toes. It actually is more painful than you would think. I shouldn't say painful, but it's more of a challenge than you would think. You really want to grip the mat firmly. And then I want you to bring your attention to your thighs, your quads. And imagine rolling your quads out away from the inner body and out away from the body this will open up those thighs and open up those hips and really give you a firm foundation to the ground for warrior two pose which a lot of people are really familiar with even if they're not very familiar with yoga the feet look the same just about as warrior one you spread them apart, you point your toes to the wall in front of you, your back foot is at a slight angle, and then you bring yourself down into a squatting position almost or a lunge position. Your arms are uplifted at shoulder level and they should be parallel with the ground. One arm behind you, the other in front of you fingers brought together and pointed towards the wall, both in front of you and behind you. This is a very challenging pose. It requires a lot of attention to detail and a lot of strength to do this pose properly. When people are first beginning, they really only get a few minutes of this pose before they have to to rest. So the most important things with this pose is to focus on keeping your arms up at shoulder level and keep your muscles tight and keep them flexed. Again, with the bottom legs, you want to roll the quads out away from the body and you want to grip the mat really firmly with your toes and do it intentionally. Make a firm foundation with the ground. Another thing you can do is imagine you are ripping your yoga mat in two with your feet. You're trying to rip it right down the middle in between your feet with your feet. This will really root you to the ground and make a solid foundation it is not easy but i believe in you just follow your breaths focus on the ends of your fingertips and follow your breath focus on your breath and it will be it'll be over before you know it both of these poses are really going to stoke that pit of fire and create some strength and really get you going first thing in the morning or maybe the afternoon whenever you need that extra push to get going and really get off the couch and, and get moving another thing you can do either in conjunction with your yoga practice or by itself is to practice some pranayama specifically either bastrika breath of fire or right nostril breathing It's always a good idea before you practice any pranayama or meditation that you do stretch out the body a little bit so that you don't have the urge or tendency to wiggle around and fidget a bunch while you're trying to sit still and focus. If all you can do is one round of sun salutations, it's better than nothing, but sun salutations really is not only a great yoga pose to do in the mornings to get you up and going, but it really stretches out multiple areas of the body, so it makes it a key pose if you're short on time and just need to do a quick pose. To practice Breath of Fire, you're going to sit on the ground or in a chair comfortably. If you're sitting in a chair, you want to sit in a chair that's not too soft where you're going to sink in. You want to have a good posture, which means sitting upright on your sit bones, your back is straight up, not slouched, not curved, and your feet are firmly planted on the ground. They're not crossed one knee over the other. Your ankles aren't crossed. Um, You wanna have your feet firmly on the ground so you don't want them dangling in the chair. And your hands could be comfortably sitting on your lap or you can upturn your palms and have your wrist resting on your knees so your hands just fall where they may. If you choose to sit on the ground, Just note that for people with any hip or knee injuries, it can be more painful for. So you may, if you do have a knee injury, it might be beneficial for you to be sitting in a chair. However, if you do choose to sit on the ground, you can either sit by sitting on your knees, bottom on the heels, with your hands resting the same way, gently on your lap, or you can sit crisscross applesauce, (laughs) cross legged. We know, Um, and. If you choose to sit this way, we can make it more comfortable in certain ways if you do have any old injuries or things like that. One thing you can do is take pillows and place under each knee. This will take the pressure off the knees and the hips. You can also roll up a towel or fold a towel and place it under your tailbone. This will encourage a a correct sitting posture, but will take any pressure off the spine and lower back. We really do want to make you as comfortable as possible because if you are in any pain or discomfort, that's where your intention, your attention and intention is going to go. And we want your focus to be on the breath and in the moment. Aside from getting your your sitting position correct, you also want to make sure the temperature in the room is correct. This is more for meditation, but again, we do want to keep our focus on the moment. So make sure you're not too cold, not too warm. Just get in a place where you can sit still. Your body's stretched out, you're comfortable, you're sitting right, you're comfortable in the temperature <clears throat> so that you can focus on where you need to focus. You should have your chin parallel with the ground, your eyes closed softly, and If you really want to go the extra mile, you can upturn your eyes to the spot between your brows. This is your Drishti point and this will really help you get to focus and get into the moment. To actually practice Breath of Fire, you're going to subtly breathe in through your nose. So you're going to breathe in exactly how you normally would. You're not trying to breathe longer or harder, just a natural inhale through your nose and you're going to slightly but forcefully exhale through your nose. I feel a little silly doing this over my podcast recording, but I'm going to attempt to do Breath of Fire here with you so you can hear the exhalations in in what I'm doing. So here we go. Okay, so what you can hear is when I forcefully exhale the air out, if you kind of just relax your muscles and your stomach and your abdomen, your lungs will naturally fill up with the air. So when you push it out and then relax, it'll naturally fill up softly. You don't want to forcefully breathe in and forcefully breathe out. It's a subtle, soft inhalation, what you would do naturally in a forceful exhale. Doing this too fast and too much in the beginning can make someone feel really dizzy, so you do want to take it easy. It's something you build up to, but you can start with with just 30 rounds, so 30 exhalations, and then take a break. You can do up to five rounds in the morning and five rounds in the evening. But I do recommend going slower in the beginning so you avoid getting dizzy. Go slow and then as you start feeling comfortable and you start getting a groove and getting a routine, you can start building up the speed. Breath of Fire is really good for getting energy flowing and getting that gastric fire heated up. I've used it when I was driving really late and I was really tired. You know that point when we're rolling down the window, blasting the cold air, blasting the music. It's terrible. We really shouldn't be driving at that time. But I've used it at that time. To get my energy flowing, I could feel like a little adrenaline rush. I could feel the energy go straight to my brain. It works really well, actually. And so if you're feeling sedentary, if you're feeling lethargic, it's really a great way to get up and get going, especially if you're just not feeling it. To practice right nostril breathing, you're going to get in your position of choice. You're gonna uplift the right hand and place your ring and your pinky finger on the left nostril, closing it off, and place your middle finger and your pointer finger at the point between your brows, and your thumb is going to rest softly on your right cheek. It's pretty simple from here. From here, you're just going to breathe through the right side of your nose, and I recommend breathing to a count, and what this is gonna do, it's gonna slow your breathing, it's gonna keep it at a rhythmic pace, not too fast, not too slow, not variably. So when you're new, starting out with a count of five, which means you inhale to a count of five, hold for a count of five, exhale to a count of five, you can do that. And as you get more experienced in pranayama, you can increase the length of time. But this, when you breathe through the right side of your nose only, it's going to heat, heat up. Whereas the left side side cools down, the right side heats up. And we really want to stoke that fire and get you heated up and ready to go for the day. So you can practice this together with breath of fire. You can do breath of fire first and finish it off with right nostril breathing. Or you can do them exclusively one over the other. Okay, that's pranayama. That's your pranayama practice. Let's move on to some other technique. Another thing that you can do is apply sesame oil to your body in the morning and evening. This is not only great practice for self-care, you know, um, massaging your body, really working that, that oil into the skin, but sesame oil is heating, and it's really good for any dosha type in the winter time. I don't recommend sesame oil in the summertime for pittas, but during the winter, it's okay. Lastly, I want to move on to some other techniques that aren't typically or I should say aren't exactly Ayurveda related, but there are some of them that are really popular in the network marketing industry and direct sales industry or entrepreneurship to keep yourself motivated and keep your eyes on the prize. The first recommendation I have for you guys is to get a clear list of your DMOs and WMOs. What are those you're asking? Good question. DMOs stand for daily method of operation and WMOs stand for weekly method of operation. Kafas, you are all about routine. You are reliable, you are dependable, and you are solid as a rock. So you want to have clear DMOs, so that you know what you should be doing every single day, getting to the basics. And especially during the months, the winter months, when you're feeling lethargic and complacent, like you just don't want to get up and do anything. You just don't want to work or you're thinking, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You know, three months ago, I was on fire. I was all ready to go. I was like, yeah, let's do this. And now I just, I don't want anything to do with it. You need to have your non-negotiables. Your non-negotiables are your DMOs. Maybe it's reaching out to X number of people a day. Maybe it's following up with X amount of customers. Maybe it's wishing your Facebook friends a happy birthday. Maybe it's You know, it could be whatever, maybe it's sending out samples, if that's the kind of industry you're in, but you need to have a clear list of DMOs that come hell or high water, no matter what, you are going to do those things because you know what, Kafas, you like routine, you like stability. And if you have a list and you tell yourself you're going to do it, you're going to do it. You need to have it somewhere you can see it every day. Whether that's in a planner or on a list or on your fridge or on a post-it note, I don't care where it is. It needs to be written down and you need to check it off every day. You're going to do it. Same thing if you do a WMO. Some people just work better on a WMO sort of operation. Your daily method, those are going to be a little amount of things that you do every day. You reach out to five people a day. You follow up with three people a day. You ask four people to host a party for you, whatever it may be. Your weekly method of operations are a little different. You do certain non negotiable things, but you do a lot more of one thing in one day. So instead of five tasks that you do a little of every day, you pick one task that you do a lot of. It could be reach out to 30 people. It could be follow up with 50 customers or 20 customers, whatever your numbers are. But some people just work better on a weekly method of operation. And some people work better on a daily. It just depends person to person. You need to pick which way, figure out which way you work best and write down your list. No matter what, you're going to do that list. You are going to get it done. Come hell or high water, you're doing it. Another tip, again, this kind of goes along with post-its, lists, but write down your why, your motivations, why you're doing what you're doing, and place them around the house. You can write them on Post-its and you can put them on the bathroom mirror. You can put them on the coffee pot. You can also cut out pictures of a magazine. Maybe your why is that you want recognition. Maybe it's an award. Maybe it's challenging yourself. Maybe it's it's community. kafas. you probably really like the community and the tribe. Put a picture of your friends. Tape it on the mirror. Maybe you want to make it make the money that you need to go to conference to be with your friends. Maybe you really need a new car. Maybe you put a picture of your, your dream car or the car that you're saving up for or college fund and you clip them out of a magazine and tape them around. You can put them on a vision board, but keep your vision board somewhere you're going to see it every day. got to stay plugged in to your why. When you're feeling complacent, lonely, lethargic, all of those things, what's going to keep you going is your why. Why are you here? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why bother? You need to keep it in the forefront of your mind and close by so you don't let go of it. Lastly, when you are feeling complacent and you're feeling lonely and you're feeling like giving up, you need to reach out. You need to throw out a hand and talk to your uplines, talk to your friends, talk to your sidelines. You have to reach out. Now, that's not going to be easy for you, kafas because you're typically going to be a recluse. You're typically going to lock up your feelings. That's very Typical of kaphas, they're very strong-natured. They have a lot of earth. They lock all those emotions and feelings up inside of you. But you know to be healthy, you have to reach out. You have to communicate. Your uplines, your friends, they're not mind readers. They don't know when you're struggling. They're not just going to know, especially with you kaphas, because you're so hard to read. You're so good at locking up your feelings. So you really do need to try and overcome those challenges and reach out when you need help and when you're feeling lonely and you feel like giving up. But this podcast episode isn't just for kaphas. It's really for everybody, but vatas, it's going to be really beneficial to you as well because you're going to experience some vata imbalances as well as as kaphas because winter is very cold and that's going to increase increase Vata in the constitution. And if you already have a Vata imbalanced or you're already a Vata constitution of a Vata nature, that's going to affect you. So you might have a hard time staying focused, even more so than typical. So you also need to use those post-it notes, get your DMOs in order, get your WMOs in order, do them no matter what. And when you're struggling, reach out for help. That's going to be key. Reach out for help, lean on each other. Okay, guys, that's what I've got for you today. Go out there, stoke that pit to fire, and crush your dreams. You've got this. This podcast was brought to you by Girls Got Dreams. For more business tips and freebies, head to girlsgotdreams.com. Till next time, dreamer.